Hello and welcome back to another episode of Spilling the Behavior Tea Podcast. I forgot to say another episode last time. <laughs> With Sam and Jeanette. I realized that when I was when I listened to it after, I was like, why does this one sound weird? Uh-huh. And I was like, I didn't say another episode. No bueno. Yeah. Anywho, how's everything going? It's going. <laughs> I just got back from La Paz, Mexico. Oh, yeah, and trip. Yeah. How was it? so much fun. I'm sure it was I much just, Yeah, I just needed to just get lost in what I was doing for a couple of days. Like, I just need, my soul needed that time. Yeah. I freaking, I barely even touched my phone. My sister and I were both saying how we just, we pretty much just used our phone for like pictures and recording, but I rarely like really just had any time to like be on my phone and stuff, which was really nice. And I got to spend time with my mom one-on-one time. We stayed in the hotel room together mm-hmm. and with my siblings and it was just nice. I was sad to see it come to an end. That's always the worst part. Yeah. So yeah, we both kind of had a little trip this weekend, and Mm. yeah, same. I didn't. I wasn't on my phone much. Mm. Didn't want to be. With all that being said, I know at least for me, I'm going to try to get back to it. Get back to that wellness journey. A lot of my busy time is freed up. Haven't gotten the best sleep in a while, guys. But now I'm able to kind of refocus and reprioritize, like I've been saying. Uh I haven't even looked at how many steps I've taken in like the past few weeks. Uh So I'm ready to just get back into it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get back into it too. I really do. I've been trying to, but it's been really hard. So yeah. I just have to make some changes in my life right now. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll do it. I kind of wanted to go back and do another check-in with my goals. I think it's time for us to do a check-in with our goals for S&J. Yeah. In September. Oh, and tomorrow's my birthday. I keep forgetting tomorrow's my birthday. Tomorrow's your birthday. I didn't even think about my birthday at all until this morning when my husband brought it up. I totally forgot. Yeah. What are you going to do? Sometimes my family has plans for me and they surprise me. So I personally don't have anything planned. So it's just another year. And this year, this break, not, not this year. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> say this year. Right now, this time, it feels like it's just another day. Turning 35? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Dang, this this year kind of flew on by. Yes. It's it's already the holidays, pretty much. That's what I keep thinking. Speaking of which, are you going to dress the twins up for Halloween? Yes. I have their, their little costumes already. Mike Chwaski and um, Mike Wazowski. Wow. <laughs> Mike Chwaski. That's how we Mike say Wazowski. it. Yeah, and then so that's that's the green one, right? 
Mm-hmm. And then the blue one is Sully. Sully, yeah. So Mamba is gonna be Sully, and Kobe's gonna be Mike Chuashki. <laughs> no, you're not saying it right. That is the way to say. It. <laughs> That's the correct way to say it. The fun way is Mike Chuashki. That is not fun. Yes, it is. I've been wanting to dress Harley because my dog doesn't like kids. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know kids. It's not that she doesn't like kids. She just hasn't grown up with kids or been around mm-hmm. kids very much. It's all adults in my household except my niece now, which mm-hmm. she's getting used to her very little by little. Mm-hmm. But she always barks at kids. So mm-hmm. last year I wanted to dress her as Mary Sanderson from Hocus Pocus because mm-hmm. she, I smell children. Mm-hmm. So I wanted her to be that. And now they have, like last year, I couldn't find the costume at all, but now they have costumes. But nice. I think they're too small for her. Oh. And the one that could fit her is like a cape and a wig. And I'm like, mm-hmm, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll see. You should try to make her costume. Nobody got time for that. (laughs) Plus, I'll probably be out of town the week before that. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, the weekend before that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we'll see what kind of costume she wears this Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. We shall see. Yeah. But I have a random question. I was thinking about this because lately I've seen kind of, uh, and I don't know if this will make sense, Uh (laughs) but I've just been thinking about it. Like, so when I'm like going through something or something, I like to see some, see things or read things or listen to things that I can, that relate to what I'm going through. Uh Like, I feel like I'm a very... Okay, I need to seek out things that I can relate to because I need to know that I don't feel alone. Mm-hmm. Whereas from what I've seen, there are some people who, if they're going through something, they need to see something like positive or yeah. something like that needs, that's going to take their mind off of it. And I'm like, it's the world separate, separated between one of those two people. So like, it might be. what do you, which, which do you do? I like to, I like, I'm one of the other people. Okay. I like so to look at is. positive things. I like to look at motivational quotes that maybe relate to not going through it, but overcoming it. Mm-hmm. So it would be like the other end, like someone that went through it, overcame what, whatever the case may be. And then, you know, it tells you like, you may be in a, in a going through a storm, you may be in a dark moment at the moment, but that moment's not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. That so just see, gives me hope and strength. <laughs> it's the reason I ask is because I've always, like, if I'm going through something, I, I tend to listen to music that kind of correlates with what I'm going through. And I, mm-hmm. in my feelings, I live in my feelings with that. And then I can, and then I move on from it. And I, I'm able to grow from that because I've heard that I'm not alone in that. 
Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always think about this because, like, when me and my boyfriend started going out, he would hear me, like, listening to this kind of music, and he'd be like, why is this music so sad? Like, why are you listening to such sad music? Like, we need upbeat music and this and that. And I'm like, and then, like, ever since, I've just noticed that he mm-hmm. tends to listen to more, like, positive and, like, good, like, upbeat, happy. And I'm like, if I hear those sad songs now, it just reminds me of that time. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> like, remember when I was sad then? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't stay with me. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I was like, is the world separated between people who are one of those, one or either or? Like, yeah. I can understand if you're more relatable and then you just stay in that. Like, that's not good, obviously. But I feel like I've witnessed both sides, different types of people that do both. I mean, do mm-hmm. one or the other. And so what do you think? If you witness that, because I never thought about this, because obviously I've never. I have because I've seen that in me and my boyfriend. Like, that's how different we are. Like, if I'm going through something, I need to listen to like sad music and feel my feels and feel it all. And then I can move on. And so, what do you think is the difference between between these, you know, type of people? I, I mean, I just like, what do you think are characteristics that might be different or like, I don't know. I just feel like there's, it's just two different types of people. Like I can see why it works for some people to just, no, I can't stay in that. And I will continue to, to grow on or whatever, to Mm -hmm. look forward to the positive and, and only listen to positive stuff. I can mm-hmm. see that like that's that must be motivating it must be but I feel like for me I need to go through those emotions first and then I can go on to the motivating stuff yeah mm, that's interesting you always um point out interesting things that <laughs> I've never put that into and then I'm like hmm, interesting I actually had that on the list for last week but I forgot about it, but I saw the post-it today on my my um, desk, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I have a lot of post-its of potential <laughs> podcast topics. My desk is a mess, but I will get to cleaning it soon. Yeah, I, I think. Like, now that I said that, do you know of anybody else who listens to more relatable stuff or who does the opposite and does the more positive stuff i could think of one person in my past who who was like that and like for me it's like what like really listening to like they would get you know they would be going through stuff and they would connect with music and the music they were listening yeah. to was a little bit more you know sad. sad but i do know that that person was very and i'm not like this I could listen to music, like I could like a song, just like the beat, but I'm not paying attention to the, to the, and this person was very, what's the, like, dissect the words to a song. That's how I am. (laughs) Yeah. I like to, like, really look at the lyrics and see how it relates to what I'm going through because. So that might be a thing. Feel not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And feel not alone and, like, okay, other people have this and I'm not crazy. I mean, a little bit, but not entirely. And then there's 
people like us that we just go with the beat you we don't know what the word is saying but mm -hmm. that beat makes us feel good and i've known people like a that bad song <laughs> yeah it's spreading a negative message and we're not listening to the words we're just listening to the beat <laughs> we mm -hmm. feel the beat in our soul <laughs> so I, the only one person that that I, i've came across before that i know is like that but see i didn't even think about that till right now but i knew back then that was what that person did like Mm -hmm. listen to the words and really listen to the message behind the song that was me all my mm -hmm. life it was just a random thought i like your random thoughts just came out of nowhere but mm -hmm. the post note i have is like a part two from that our advocating episode i remember i mean the advocating episode was pretty early on and i just remember us i remember editing it and i was just like wow we left out a lot like we did not talk about this or this or this mm -hmm. so it's not a ton but i think it was more of like the importance of like teachers advocating for the kiddos in their class with special needs and parents advocating for their own kids yes i've had teachers help advocate for my kiddos like when it came to higher ups and that's very helpful mm -hmm. especially as a paraprofessional like we i feel like at least in my experience our voices don't get heard as well as teachers voices and even then like teachers voices don't get super heard either but yeah like you always say that we're more but powerful in numbers there's power in numbers yeah and you're so, powerful you're stronger in numbers yeah that thing it's making noise together it's gonna have and i've noticed that recently even a bigger effect than mm -hmm. in past years because voices have teamed up together to make that noise mm -hmm. and so it's having you know a positive outcome but of course, the advocating journey never ends mm -mm. because there's still so much work ahead. So yeah, it definitely makes a difference when you could, when you find yourself working with a team that has the same mindset and that is willing to go the extra mile to make sure that all kids mm -hmm. they come across. Because we've known, and I'm going to say this, that we've we've seen teachers that may be seeing injustices happen in their classroom in their schools and they don't say nothing they stay quiet they look the other way because we get it you're going against a lot of people who just want to sweep things under the rug but mm -hmm. i i strongly believe that that speaks volumes about you as a person I also strongly believe that, yes, some teachers will say, like, well, I have to advocate for all of my students. Understandable. However, I feel like when you advocate for your special needs students just as loud, mm -hmm. it kind of helps the whole classroom run smoother. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, yes. like, if you're 
if your kiddo with special needs is getting the, the services they deserve and getting the things that they deserve, that can only help them improve. Mm-hmm. Therefore, things are going to run smoother throughout the classroom. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's exactly what I mean, because. But I think it's hard for, for people to see that because they haven't seen it yet. Well, I know that there's been occasions when we hear or you may hear teachers say, I need to advocate for my for my all my class, like all my classroom, mm-hmm. all my students, I mean, but you still stay quiet about injustices that happen to special needs children. Mm-hmm. Your whole class is including that child, too. Yeah. So and this is this is strictly our experience, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not everybody's experience. No. And no, we've said true. it before. I've, we both, I think we both have been blessed to have worked with yeah. amazing teachers. Wow. Like I could seriously take, I, I have taken away so much from all the different teachers that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. And I think they are part of pouring into the, the, you know, the type of person that I am today when it comes to working with children and helping families and all that good stuff so yeah definitely definitely grateful for the teachers who have helped advocate for our kids and for us to be Mm -hmm. honest but yes like it's not just them it's just advocating for what's right pretty much and i mean whether they know it or not the advocating does have a long-term effect Mm -hmm. on the kiddo and they remember that yeah they definitely remember that i know my last kiddo her teacher advocated for her and it made her want to work harder like you could see it in her Mm -hmm. like she, she was just like oh like willing to say good morning willing to say hello to the teacher and it made her want to work better with the students with the other students and it just made her want to participate more and be be there more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it does have long-term effect yes yes it really does and then i mean i know when i worked at an agency and i tried advocating for my kids i would get shot down Mm -hmm. and which blows my mind because like Again, we are the people who are there with them all the time. Paraprofessionals, we are with them the most out of everyone besides like parents, right? Mm -hmm. And so it just blows my mind when like people who aren't with them want to shoot down your ideas and shoot down what you have to say about these kids. Yeah. Like I kid you not, when I worked for an agency and I worked with this kiddo, every day I would work with this, no, every... I think it was two days a week and for like an hour or two after school and we would have the time of our lives me and this kiddo and when it came time for like the meeting with the higher up i was just like oh i think we should try this and this and this trying it's and this is where like the lines kind of get blurred with like the data and stuff mm-hmm. because i can see why they would shoot it down and be like, no, we can't try it. But at the same time, it's like, why not? Yeah. And it just made me feel like 
y'all are really out here underestimating these kids because I would suggest a bunch of different things to try with that kiddo that I knew he had the potential to do yet the higher up would be like oh no he can't do that Mm -hmm. I think I'm here more than you how would you know that yeah and then I like the following that that day I went I got in my car and I like cried because I'm like you are really out here underestimating this kid and it's frustrating yeah and so the following week when I saw him again I tried those things without it being official or whatever and Uh he did every single one of them and I'm like I thought he couldn't do these things Mm -hmm. were you able to let the uppers know they try doing what they because even if I did they would have been like why are you doing that when I already told you that he couldn't and blah 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 and this and that yeah and I I can't send people like that like that's not the point here Mm-hmm. The point is that he did it and it worked, and now what? Yeah. And then I quit shortly after that. And they were like, oh, we we're trying to make you a senior IBI. And I'm like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but, and then there was also another time where I advocated for my kiddo hard. I really went hard for that kiddo. And I was told that my, my opinion, my, would be taken into consideration because they wanted to take me off of this kiddo for a few hours and put me on another kiddo and this was just because that my original kiddo was doing well for like a month and mm-hmm. um, and they're like oh they're doing well so they don't need somebody as often yeah. i'm like what like how does that even make sense <laughs> and we see that a lot yeah and i'm like just because they're doing well doesn't mean you need to take me off yeah like there's so much to work on so much mm-hmm. but and i told them like they're gonna regress mm-hmm. you can try to take me off but they're gonna regress yeah and i was like and plus to me i don't think it's fair to either kid because they wanted me on another kid and basically running back and forth between kids and I was just like, I don't feel like I can give 100% to both kids. Yes. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we'll take it into consideration, this and that. And at the time, the the parent of my original kiddo was not really involved. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, afterwards, they were. But they weren't really involved. And they were like, oh, we already got the signature from the parent to, mm-hmm. to cut back hours. And I was like what (laughs) like are you i don't know it i was it was very frustrating and i was like all right i'm just gonna sit back and let y'all see Mm -hmm. and what happened within the first week that kiddo regressed all the way back to when i was first with that kiddo wow which was like being aggressive towards others and Mm -hmm. i was just like i told (laughs) y'all Yeah, like, yeah, we see, that, we see that happen too many times. It, they're in a hurry to get you off a case just to throw another case at you, and they don't think about the consequences for the student. Like, she's And what's crazy just, is that pushes it back even exactly. more. Exactly. Like, when are they going to learn? <laughs> right? Do you not see that mm-hmm. you're 
you just coming in and changing everything is going to make things delayed even more as opposed to just continuing on with this and really waiting until that point because there is a point there Mm -hmm. will be a point where your kiddo won't need you yeah but it takes time i feel like that and i feel like that point should be up to the paraprofessional yeah because we've seen it with your past kiddo they were so Mm -hmm. good and so independent by themselves yeah and like you said like you knew Mm -hmm. like my time is up with this kiddo and i'm sure they're thriving Mm -hmm. yeah i remember and just similarly i knew that my time was not up with my other kiddo Mm -hmm. but i felt that they would have done good with another person who was good yeah and remember they tried to not under my uh, to my control yeah yeah exactly unfortunately but remember they tried to pull me off early off that case mm-hmm. they tried to pull me early off that case and um luckily mama was a very strong advocating person and she didn't allow that to happen but i knew when they first tried to pull me off that case that it wasn't time and then when the time came i was more than yes definitely it's time mm-hmm. and that's what so i would get like why don't y'all trust yeah. us yeah. trust the people that you hired to do this and who are doing well with that kid i just don't see a reason why you wouldn't yeah but it comes down to speaking up even when things get tough and Things do get tough. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. Even for yourself, advocating is really hard, and mm-hmm. no Especially one's gonna do yourself. it for you. Yeah. Especially for yourself, I cannot. I have a hard time advocating for myself. Mm-hmm. I've always have because I was always just like, no, I'm a burden. I can't be advocating for myself. But it's, it's good to start that at an early age like even now with my niece if i don't hold her a certain way she'll kind of cry and i'm like okay you're advocating for yourself good job that's okay i mean she can't talk or anything so i'm like i get it you're advocating for yourself but once you learn to talk and we're teaching her sign language that those are the things we're gonna use so cute yeah it's really hard you guys even with the like if you have experience advocating for yourself in the past anytime you do have to it's always hard it's really hard it takes a toll on you it's really emotionally draining when you feel like you're being mistreated or whatever the case may be and i don't know i i don't know i guess i am currently going through a situation like that so it's funny that we're doing this episode because it's been a struggle, but I will never stay quiet. As hard as it gets, I will never yeah, stay I mean, quiet. I've watched you advocate for yourself, yes. and that's definitely something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Because once you speak up for yourself, then they have no choice but to listen. Yeah, or not and listen, to- but yeah. as long as you know that you're going to stand in your ground that's what makes a difference and it might not make a difference for whatever the case it may be that you're going through Mm -hmm. but it's going to make a difference within you because 
it's easier to stay quiet for me it, it it probably would be easier to stay quiet and just go with the flow i wouldn't have so many people so many people not happy with me maybe so many people targeting me mm -hmm. because what happens when you advocate for yourself instead of going with the flow you're always going to be looked at as the outcast if everyone else is going along with the flow but if you know right from wrong like for me okay it would be so much easier to stay quiet but my yeah, it's soul just basic it's just basic right and wrong yeah and my that's soul what blows my mind be okay with staying quiet about mm -hmm. things and that's what blows As my mind it's like it's literally basic what's right and wrong there's no Especially gray area for kids Mm -hmm. For kids and people that maybe they don't have a voice and you feel like you need to protect them. Mm -hmm. But it's a struggle and it's okay. God sees everything and he don't like ugly. <laughs> but like on that note, what types of advocating parents have you had? I've had the strong not what can i word it so i've had parents who will go to whatever extent they need to go to to, to advocate for their kids mm -hmm. and yes those parents are demanding <laughs> it's more obviously a lot more work but that's their right mm -hmm. and me as a parent i am that type of parent so even though it might be tough, even though it might be more demanding, even though you might have to do extra things, I think it that's the type of parent that I'd rather work with. Because I'm going to advocate for your child as strong and as hard as you are advocating for them. So if I know that the parents are doing their part as well, for me, that's motivation. Mm -hmm. And I've also had parents who, like I said before, I mean, I've never met before. I've been working with their kids for a, a whole school year and I've never met or I've seen from afar a couple of times. They never they never show any interest in approaching me and asking me how things are going. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to work as hard as I would for any other kid. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to I'm never going to go based on the parent and what they're doing my work with children will always be the same and i will always fight hard for any of them and i will always work extra hard to make sure that kids are reaching their goals but i've definitely had both ends so yeah i i think it's i've never had a parent who goes as hard as your one of your parents but i've had parents who are like medium mm -hmm. And it's it is the most frustrating when you have a parent who's not involved at all, mm -hmm. because then you know that what you're what you are doing with that kiddo is not being carried on at home. Yes. And basically, you kind of have to not start from scratch in the in the morning, like the next day, but you kind of have to overcompensate for what they didn't do at home. Mm -hmm. And that can be that can push back development or like push back your progress mm -hmm. with your yeah. kiddo which can be frustrating yeah because it, it does take a while for them when you have a case like that and 
it's not that they're regressing but then in the morning it takes a little bit for them to kind of get in the flow of things and that could be time used to actually you know start working on things so you're just kind of spending that time to lay the foundation for the day mm -hmm. until that's time taken and this might sound a little naive of me but like why isn't there a school or a place where the entire team for the child even like the home team everybody has that meeting and is discussing like how are we gonna do this so that it all works as a cohesive unit yes. you know mm -hmm, like exactly it would be so beneficial for an aide to sit down with the parent and like, this is what i'm doing with your kiddo this is what i recommend you do at home with your kiddo that way it can all run smoothly and mm -hmm. we can just continue this on and i'm sure their progress would speed up so much mm -hmm. yeah because everyone would be on the same page every like the whole routine the whole schedule would be the same like mm -hmm. consequences at home are different but still consequences and like just everything's like there's no holes in the day if that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah you know like that would be ideal in my opinion yeah that would be beautiful mm -hmm. and we've had cases like that where we see the difference mm -hmm. um, so yeah I mean, in the end like i just think these kiddos deserve the best mm -hmm. and they can get the best by people advocating for them because mm -hmm. sometimes their voices aren't heard or they don't know how to advocate for themselves and that's a good one too we need to teach yeah. them to advocate for themselves mm -hmm. yeah it's tough but it's doable 100 mm percent. -hmm. yeah i recently came across a company that i don't agree with the way they do things I feel like for them, kids are just a number, mm -hmm. and times That's not times not probably the worst when kids are just a number. Mm -hmm. That pisses me off too. Yes, uh, this company claims to provide a setting for children that, on paper and on an ad, <laughs> looks beautiful, mm -hmm. but. In real life, they don't provide resources. They don't provide the tools needed to be able to, to be able to run things the way they claim they should be run. One second. But then isn't that considered false advertising? Exactly. Yes. So that is, yeah, it's considered false advertisement. But so what happens is you're going to have a whole bunch of issues, a whole bunch of incidents and then they wonder why is this happening and they want answers and when you tell them well you guys don't provide your people with the resources they need and then the biggest thing is promising inclusion promising we also work with kids with special needs but then they don't have people who are Trained. professionals are trained and the thing is that a lot of these places think that oh you could just put anyone with a child with 
different needs. <laughs> and you think you're going to have a positive outcome from that? People underestimate or don't really put into thought what it takes for someone to work with a child with special needs mm -hmm. in a proper way. Because you could throw in a way that's going to help them. Exactly. You could throw someone in there and that person is just going to what? Babysit. Mm -hmm. And at that, that person is not professionally trained to deal with certain behaviors. You have to have people that are professionally trained. Mm -hmm. And even at that, we know from experience that not everyone is meant to work with kids with different needs. That's the reality. Mm -hmm. You could be trained and still you get out into the field and it's just, you're just not cut for it. Because I've said it before, the people that do work with kids with special needs and that do make a difference, a lot of the times we didn't plan for this journey. No, this no, no. is just what I we know were I meant to do. This is what we were meant to do. Mm -hmm. Some people may think and they may go to school and they may take all the training they need to take, but once they're out there, it's a different story. What did you want to be before this? I wanted to be a probation officer. <laughs> and I wanted to be a youth counselor. Yeah, I wanted to be a probation officer. I wanted to be a youth or a teen counselor. Yeah. I wanted to be a probation officer for teenagers to make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we're making a difference just in a different way. Mm -hmm. So, that's yeah, crazy. that's those things is just what blows my mind. Like, you are, it's easy for people to, I want to start a business with kids and but it's more to it mm -hmm. it is more to it when you're working i think with the kids, greed just starts coming when there's money involved exactly people just forget about the importance of actually taking the time and consideration and working with the kid mm -hmm. because even like when i was working with those two kids i understand group behavior instructors but i feel like it should be limited to two and that's it because mm -hmm. even then like i said i would want to give a hundred percent to one kid mm -hmm. not 50 percent to one kid and 50 percent to another yes because they don't deserve that no so yes i've i've recently came across a lot of parents that just feel like their kids don't matter their voices don't matter which is not true yeah so and and me for myself um whatever you believe in puts the seed in you to be a strong voice to to help others it's gonna come out naturally mm -hmm. you're not even gonna think of the consequences and for me to be honest i'm not gonna care about the consequences because i'm not gonna stay quiet Mm -hmm. And standing up for what is right is more important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's like some people or some agencies or some companies are used to just people staying quiet. Mm -hmm. And you're always going to come across that one person who's not. Mm -hmm. And that one person who's going to call you out. And then you're going to learn today. And you're going to learn today, especially when you are part of a special needs family. <laughs> we're always gonna see 
our loved ones in all these little faces. Mm -hmm. So it's going to become personal. <laughs> and this is why SJ Behavior Bliss was created. <laughs> but yeah, guys, just remember the importance of advocating. Advocate for these kiddos. Advocate for yourself. Help paraprofessionals advocate for kiddos. Do what you can. Do your part. Speak on what's right. And hopefully our world can get a little more caring. Yes. <laughs> but anywho. And you're not alone. We're here. We're here, you guys. We're in this journey together. Yes. That's all we have for today, guys. Tune in every Thursday. Catch up on all our episodes. I can't believe this is like episode 32 or something. Yes. And we will catch you in the next one. Bye, you guys. Bye. <laughs>